0: I, I believe that I have a word from God for you today. I, I, could, I could talk about anything, you know. Um, I really, I could talk. I got the gift of gab. But um, I want to I wanna have the word of the Lord. And I believe I've got it this morning. That's good news. Amen. I'm an evangelist. I came to give you good news, okay. I know bad news. And uh, um, I, I graduated Teen Challenge 19 years ago, which is crazy. I was a drug addict, alcoholic, and I was raised in church, a little Baptist church in Siler City. And so that's where I was born and raised. Aunt B made us famous. And um, I, I just knew, uh, I knew what to say. I knew how to go to church, you know, but I had never met the Holy Spirit until I needed him the most. I was in jail At that time, my fourth DUI, and I didn't have anywhere to go. And I ended up in Teen Challenge, and I woke up on April the 30th, 2003, and I was a good Baptist. I was sitting in the back, and it was one of those services where the Holy Spirit fell. And all the guys were happy, clappy, you know, hugs and handshakes, and I'm like, where am I? Like, where in the world am I? I mean, I was just right out of jail in Myrtle Beach, and... I felt something that I never felt before, and it was the love of God. And I just remember melting into a puddle, like right there in, in Southern Pines, North Carolina. And I gave my life to Christ, and I made a commitment. Everybody say com- commitment. Amen. Like I made a commitment. I was 23 years old. I was an athlete. I mean, everybody knew me for playing ba- baseball and basketball, and I was a decent athlete, and I went to Charlotte to play baseball, and I flunked out my first semester. This is just a little intro. But when you took the ball out of my hand, I didn't know who I was. My identity was in the athleticism. And I just started, I just started drinking more and using more drugs. And I ended up in a place that I never wanted to be. And I didn't find out who I was until I found out who, who Christ was. You know, the mirror. I fell in love with. With the Word of God, and and um, he spoke to me and said, "I've called you to preach the gospel all around the world." Mm-hmm. And so, from tw- for the past nineteen years, it's like I'm, I'm living a dream. Like I get to do this. Like why why y'all wake up and go work real jobs, you know? <laughs> like I wake up and just pray and, and study. <laughs> and travel and preach and get to meet some amazing people along the way like it's just like just pinch me you know like this is what i really get to do i get to tell the greatest story in the history of the world the best-selling books right like this is like really oh, and so oh i mean i've just got just so many just stories. I went to Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. I wanted to go to a full gospel school um, because I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was in Teen Challenge. And, you know, I started seeing miracles and and I moved to the Holy Land, what I like to call it, Cleveland. You know, This is a Perry Stone Bible, in fact. And just all the, all the heavy hitters used to come through Cleveland and preach revivals. So it was like the glory land. I'm like, this is just amazing. And then God said, I want you to go back to Zyler City. I was like, no! I don't want to go back to Zyler City. And so God sent me back, but I feel like He sent me there to receive an anointing and a mantle, right? And, uh, and, and he sent me back, and, and we've been living here ever since. Ever since. Um, we run our own nonprofit, We have an evangelistic association, and we, um, we just travel and preach the gospel in some of the most unreached places in the world. And so I was in Brazil. I just got back a couple of weeks ago, and then a couple of weeks before that I was in Pakistan. I think Stephanie showed um, some of the pictures. And so we believe that all the easy places have been taken. And so there's people out there that's never heard the gospel before. And so you guys send us to those places. And let me tell you, um, God is moving in a mighty way in, in, in those areas. Um, we are living in the days of Elijah. It's the greatest... It's, it's harvest time. It's the greatest days in the history of the world. Like we're living in them right now. We think when we go to heaven, we, we, I'm going to run to Peter and I'm going to run to Paul. No, they're going to run to us. They're going to come to you and say, what was it like to live in Sedgefield? Come on, somebody. <laughs> and to see people get filled with the Holy Ghost. What was it like to see a sea of Muslims getting saved all at one time? Riding trains and boats and airplanes. Come on. You know, and just... ah, Like, we're getting to see what the prophets spoke about in their day. It's happening right before our eyes. uh, Everybody look up at me and smile, okay? Are y'all okay? I I drank a lot of espresso this morning. I'm just like... (laughs) And it's Dave's fault. I'm like, woo! Everybody say preach. Preach. No, I'm not going to preach. But I do, I do have a word. Um, you know, we, we started our ministry nine years ago. And a couple of years ago, um, we sold our house and moved into a motor home. And um, we had three babies at the time. We hit 47 states in two years. We were just traveling here and there. We were traveling the world, but I had really never traveled in America. And how many of you know that America is going to be saved in Jesus' name? I'm telling you, God has not forgotten about America. And we're going to see another wave of revival hit this place. And, and, and so we, we, we sold our house to get out of our bubble. You know, we had been traveling up and down the East Coast. And and um, we just just went for it, you know. We have no regrets. And um, two years later, uh, Casey got pregnant again, and um, she can't keep her hands off of me. I don't know. It's just like products of our passion. Sorry, I'm gonna try to behave. I'm an evangelist. I can say. <laughs> So we ran out of room, 3,000 square feet to 300 square feet in the little motorhome, you know, just holy rolling. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and so we ran out of room and so we moved on the farm, praise the Lord. And, and so we used, still use the motorhome a little bit. And, and, I, and I'm going somewhere with this because every year we unplug, um, like really for the rest of the year, it's just family time. How many of y'all know family's our first ministry? What should it profit a man if he wins the whole world but loses his own family? And, and, and it's, it's just a family-first mentality. So, like, so this time of the year, really for the next few months, I'm going to get on another plane and it's just all prayer and fasting and getting ready for what's next. Slow down, right? And, um, and, 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 and just get your marching orders. And so every year... Um, the day after Christmas we get in the motor home and we go to Florida. And for um the past couple of years, we went to Disney World. Okay? The kids like the kids like Disney World. And um, but last year the Lord set me free. And we didn't go to Disney World. We're actually going there this year, ain't we? Yeah. So last year <laughs> Last year, um, we drove past Disney World and went to Miami. Come on, somebody! South Beach for a week, Everglades RV Resort, just to unplug and and uh, focus on the family and and uh, enjoy ourselves, cause we live a, a really fast-paced life. And so, um, I'll never forget dropping Casey and the kids off at the RV. P- park and y'all don't judge me i got on a bicycle and drove to the enterprise um, business to rent a car okay we normally pull a car i hate pulling a car so this time like we dropped the motorhome off i got on a bicycle rode a couple of miles pulled into enterprise and i walked in and i'm a minivan man all right (laughs) And so I've got so many babies. I have my minivan RSVP, like, just, I had it ready to roll. And I walked in and, and uh, he said, what's your name? I said, Chance Walters, and I'm here to pick up a minivan. And he looked up at me and he says, we just had a cancellation and I have a 2022 GMC fully loaded Denali that I can give you for free. Everybody say free. I said, come on somebody for free, and he held up the keys, and I'm like, and, and so I, I got into that Denali, I'm riding down the road, pull up into the RV park, got the windows rolled down, acting like I'm in high school, music <laughs> just like I'm in South Beach, you know, I'm so happy, I got delivered from a minivan, man, <laughs> and I'm in the GMC, and Casey comes out, I was like, baby, what, what's, what are you doing, what is this, and I'm like, we got a free upgrade, <laughs> And when I said that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, 2022 is going to be the year of the upgrade for you. And this is what I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning before we pray, because I believe that this is a word. Yesterday I was praying, God, what do you want me to share um, with the Bible study group? And I believe this is it this morning, because we're still in 2022. Hello? There's a few weeks left on the calendar year. And, and, and it was a GMC moment for me. And the Lord said, there's a great miracle coming for you and your family. It's, it's the year of the upgrade. And I'm going to break this down for you this morning just really fast, okay? Because I believe that there is a fresh wind of faith that's going to blow into this room today. And He's going to lift you up and take you to a higher place. Amen. And so, Lord, we love You. I feel Your presence. The Shekinah glory hovers over this room. This this room was built and dedicated unto You. This is Your house. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And Lord, I know Dave and Stephanie, they have seeds of faith in the ground. We speak over them today, Lord, that they will reap. Not 30 or 60, but a hundredfold maximum potential for every seed sown. Lord, we thank you for this moment, this Bible study, your people, your voice, the scripture, your spirit. We thank you, Father, for calling us and choosing us and bringing us um, to higher places. Even today as we go to your word in Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Father, I pray that you would speak. Everybody say, Speak, Lord. Lord. I'm listening. listening. In Jesus' name. name. Can you flip to Luke 17 really fast? I want you to look at this story in Luke chapter 17. I'd like to read um, the first six verses, if we could. The title says, Sin, Faith, and Duty. Can somebody read that for us? It doesn't matter what version. Um, Luke chapter 17. Um, verses one through six. That'd be perfect.
1: And Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations, snares, traps set to entice to sin are sure to come. But woe to him by him through they set whom they come. It would be more profitable for him if a milestone were hung around his neck, and he were and he were hurled into the sea, then he should cause to sin or be a snare to one of these little ones, lowly in rank or influence. Pay attention and always be on your guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins, misses the mark, solemnly tell him so and reprove him. And if he repents, feel sorry for having sinned, forgive him. And even if he sins against you seven times a day, and turns to you seven times and says, I repent, I am sorry, you must forgive him. Give up resentment and consider the offense as recalled and annulled. The apostles said to the the Lord, increase our faith, that trust and confidence that spring from the belief in God. And the Lord answered, if you had faith, trust, and confidence in God, even so small, like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, but be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Will any man, will any man of you who is a servant, plowing, or tending sheep say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once and take your place at the table. Will he not instead tell him, "Get my supper ready, and gird yourself, and serve me while I eat and drink"? That after you yourself shall eat and drink. Is he grateful, and does he does he praise the servant because he did what he was ordered to do? Even so, on your part, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded to you, say, "We are unworthy servants, possessing no merit, for we have." not gone beyond our obligation. We have merely done what our duty was to do. And He went on His way to Jerusalem. It occurred that Jesus was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And He was going into the village. He was fed by ten lepers.
0: Hey, Yvette, let's stop right there before we get into that story. I want, to, I want you to underline... If you're writing your Bible, um, Luke chapter 17, verse five, um, the apostle said to the Lord, "Increase our faith," and that's that's the phrase that I want to focus on. Verse five, Lord, increase our faith. Everybody, say that with me, Lord, increase our faith. I've learned that the worst place we could ever be is in a place where we need no faith. Um, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does this mean? It means that that our Father loves it when His sons and daughters fully depend upon Him. A- and and I, I assume everybody in here this morning Um, You're a born-again believer. And there's no way to come to God without faith. The only way to approach... I mean, faith is the economy of heaven. If if you go down the street and you pump a gallon of gas, it's going to cost you $10. Come on, somebody. It's going to cost you a little money. If you want to get something from the American... Okay, economy, you've got to have some money, some reais. I got some exchange yesterday if you're in Brazil, okay? But, but, but if you're going to go to God, you've got to have this substance called faith. And when you read the Scripture, you'll see that there are some people that had no faith. There were some people who had little faith. You'll read those words a few times. You have little faith. And then faith, faith, faith. You see that? But then there were a few times where, where Jesus encountered somebody who had great faith. So how do we go from faith to faith and glory to glory? I don't know about you, but I want to grow in my faith. I've been walking with God for 19 years. And I've seen God move. He's He's proven His love and His power and His faithfulness to my family. And, and I've definitely grown in my faith. Have you? I mean, you're not who you used to be, okay? Um, but you may not be who you want to be. But I want you to focus with me just for a few minutes this morning. You're on a journey, okay? Don't... Think about where where you came from. Wow, that'll build your faith for the future. God has been so faithful. It energizes me and charges me when I look in the rearview mirror of my past and go, wow, look how far. Look at at what God has done for me. And He didn't bring me this far to run out of gas. Amen? I came to shoot you up with faith today. Amen? Amen. You're going to leave better than you came. I came to fan your flame and watch you burn. God is doing something in your life. Amen. Amen. And I want to speak this word into you because 2022 is the year of the upgrade. I'm telling you, he's going to take you to a higher place. I'm going to skip some some notes, but, but I don't know about you, Um, But whenever God speaks to me, it's normally when I least expect it. Okay, sometimes we can just force it. You know, I need a word. God, hurry up and speak. (laughs) You know, but the Old Testament says that the word of the Lord came to the prophet. The word was sent to them. There's a time and a moment when God will speak to you and normally okay it just comes out of the blue i call it like a parachuted prophetic voice, like it just like i mean i just pulled up at the rv park and and boom here's a whisper why does god whisper because you have to be in close proximity to the person in order to heal hear the still small voice of, of of your heavenly father he refuses to shout right He wants wants you to lay your head on His heart. And and I heard the word. "God, God, what does this even mean? See, meditation releases revelation. When you pray, that's you talking to God. But meditation is you listening to God. We've got to take time to listen to what the Lord is saying in this time and season. Because if you miss it, it could cost you your life. Amen? Like we're living in a very tender season in the world right now. And we need to have a word from the Lord. And I believe that this is a a word for me individually, but I also believe corporately. Okay? And so I started to meditate on this word. And whenever we got home um, a few few weeks later, um, I was sitting on the couch. We put the kids to sleep. And the show It's Supernatural came on with Sid Roth. And it just so happened, he just so happened to be interviewing Mama Cindy Jacobs, um, who's a notable prophet and a friend. And he said, hey, Cindy, what is the Lord saying to you about 2022? And this is what she said, and I quote, A new measure of faith is coming into the earth. Staying close to my notes because I want you to get this, okay? This could change your life. A new measure of faith is coming into the earth. The church is going higher. The church is going higher. I can hear the Lord saying, I wrote it down verbatim, even right now, come up here. I want to show you great and mighty things. It's time for an upgrade. This is what she said. It's what I heard. And then she started laughing. The Lord is saying, upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. We're going higher in Jesus name. And whenever I heard this, the Holy Spirit fell on me like he's going to fall on you today. Everybody say "Upgrade." Upgrade. 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 This is the word of the day. See, different prophets see different parts of the same picture. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two and three witnesses, let every word be established. 2 Corinthians 13. So for me, this was a GMC moment. A great moment of confirmation that what I heard was from the throne room. It's time for an upgrade. So I started praying into this, God, what are you going to do? How is this going to work? And soon after that, the Lord okay. Had me zoom in on what the new, the bad news was saying. And this is what they were saying. Uh, A new variant is coming to America. This was back at the beginning uh, of the year. And you need to make sure you get your vaccinations and your boosters and blah, blah, blah. And that's what they said. But this is what the Lord said to me, Stephanie. A new variant is coming to the church. A great breakout of faith. A new variant is coming into the body of Christ and it is a greater measure of faith. Do you know why we need faith for today? Because we're fighting new battles today. we gotta, we got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Yesterday's faith will not work in today's economy. You've got to have something. You've got to have a word in your hand to fight the war. Is anybody awake here this morning? Has <laughs> anybody been through some battles this year? When heaven starts to move, hell moves. And heaven is coming down. I'm telling you, it's coming down. Jesus is coming back. Like, like A great working definition for revival is when God comes down. And God's been moving the past two years. I'm an evangelist. I travel full time. And I've noticed a shift in the global church. Things are different. I preach in, I'm a denominational missionary. I preach in all different types of denominational churches. I go to different countries. I, I'm a bridger. I, I, I just spoke in a high school last week. I think I scared them.
2: <laughs>
0: but I'm. I'm I'm, in, I'm 40 now, okay? I got baptized in the spirit of I don't care. Come on. Take it or leave it. If you don't like me, don't ask me to come back. Amen. If you don't like my jeans. It's good with me. So I'm like in these different little circles, but I'm seeing a common theme. Hearts are being awakened to the reality, right? That Jesus is the King. And services are lasting longer. The word Terry is coming back to the church. Like, people don't want to go back home. They don't want to stay where the Spirit's moving. Used to it, they used to show up at 11 o'clock sharp and go home at 12 o'clock door. Like, it was just like, <laughs> just checking the little box. But now, people, they need God. Amen. They need God. Do you need God? Amen. And we need more faith. There's a, there's, a, there's a new variant coming to the church, and it's a great outbreak of faith. Faith is just simply believing God. Smith Wigglesworth was a great man of faith, and he said, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. I don't know about you, but I believe the Bible. One day somebody's going to pick up the Bible and read it and do what it says, and all of us are going to be embarrassed. Because God says that you can do great exploits in his name. Hey, you can, nothing is impossible to those who believe. That's the key is faith. And 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 I'm telling you, you are growing in your faith and the devil better watch out. Come on, we're going to take back Greensboro for the glory of God. How many of y'all want to see that? You want to see your whole family saved? Maybe at Thanksgiving, break out the baptismal tank. Come on. (laughs) Just break it out. Come on, somebody. We're seeing something that we've never seen before. And I'm so excited to see what happens next. God's getting His bride ready because He's going to split the eastern sky. There's been a separation of sheep and goat. He's, He's getting Joel's army dressed In the proper attire. He separated, right? When revelation comes, separation has to come instantaneously. When God shows you something, you can't go back and do what you've always done. It'll never satisfy you. You gotta shed the dread and take a step of faith. You gotta come out of that old wineskin and into the new. It's something that the Lord's just been showing me from 2020 to 2022. There's a metamorphosis happening in the church. Has anybody else been seeing the same? Something's something's different. And this is a word for you. James chapter 1. I know this is a Bible study, so I'm going to try to quote some scriptures. Verse 22. hallelujah january okay god gave me this word in year 22 do not merely listen to the word but do what it says everybody say just do it it. when god speaks you gotta jump you gotta get out of the boat come on and walk on that word God's been speaking to you. I'm going to meander for a minute. God's been speaking to you. You know what to do. This is why He says, don't forsake the assembling of the saints because we need to be encouraged in our faith. It's not that we need a new sermon. (laughs) We already have the right information, right? We just need to be encouraged to do what God's been saying to do. And that's why I'm here this morning. Amen. Everybody say, hey chance. Hey, chance. I'm your friend, okay? <laughs> I promise. We'll anoint toes a little bit later, okay? So James 122, the word upgrade means to bring up to date, to elevate, to advance, to move, and to improve something to a higher position, to a better, greater quality. So up a grade. Who needs an upgrade in the quality of your relationships? Who needs an upgrade to the quality of your spiritual life, your devotional life, your faith, your fervor, your physical well-being, your finances, your family situations? Okay, friends, it's time to move up a grade. And the picture the Lord showed me was a grown man riding Riding a tiny bicycle down the road. (laughs) It was me. (laughs) I just got that revelation. (laughs) I promise you, I wrote this down months ago. (laughs) And that's me. (laughs) Big boy, little bike. (laughs) Oh, I'm being recorded. If you're listening to this podcast today, okay, I promise I'm safe. And so... Many of you have outgrown the places that you are occupying, and that's why you're frustrated. You're not moving forward like you won't because you're riding a little red bicycle. A grown man or a grown woman settling for something less than what God wants to give you. And this is the peril of not Progressing. Hebrews 6.1 says, let us move beyond the elementary teachings of Christ and let us be taken forward to spiritual maturity. What was the Apostle Paul saying? He was saying it's time for an upgrade. It's time to come out of elementary school, right? And into college, I want, to, I want you to grow. I want you to, to graduate. It's time to take it up a notch. Even now I hear the Lord saying, I'm sending you a personal invitation, inviting those who have been in spiritual dormancy to come up to a higher place because I have greater things for you to do in this hour. See, it's time to move up a grade. So what do I have to do? In the tech world, before you get an upgrade, you've got to get a download. Are you with me? You gotta get a download before you restart the upgraded system. And we see this over and over again in scripture and in the history of the church. If your little iPhone, okay, the iPhone 15, if it's ready for an upgrade, okay, I've, I've gotta hit the button. I've gotta believe I gotta hit the button and I gotta get a download. Do I not? And I have to restart the system, right? for the the Word to be activated in the device. And the same is true for you spiritually speaking. When we look at church history, every time the church had a great outbreak of faith, there was a man who received a prophetic download from God and he literally changed the landscape of his generation. And I'm thinking... um, Uh, about Martin Luther, he nailed the 95 revolutionary opinions to the door of the castle. And he said, wait a minute, salvation is through the blood of Jesus Christ and His grace and grace alone. This man, Martin Luther, got a download from heaven and he separated himself and it started the whole Protestant denomination. Amen. All because he got a revelation of, of, of something from the word. And I wrote this down. It's normal, everybody say, I'm normal. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I know some of you. It's <laughs> I'm not pointing any fingers, but uh, it's normal for the gold dust of revival to emerge out of disaster. Thinking about the courage that it took for this man to say, man, I've been, I've been studying the Scripture and what I'm hearing is what is not what God said. And He took those opinions and He nailed them to the door of the church. He had a great outbreak of faith that day. I'm thinking about my spiritual grandpapa, Reinhart Bunke. He had the largest tent in the world built. It made the Guinness Book of World Records in South Africa. The first night it was amazing. The second night, a storm came and ripped it to shreds. Oh, what am I going to do? And the Lord says, you'll no longer need that tent. The heavens are your canopies. From now on, the people will be as far as the eye can see. And the reason why we host Gospel crusades, Stephanie, is because Reinhardt invited us to go to his um, farewell Gospel Crusade in Lagos, Nigeria. He chose 50 evangelists in the world and said, I want to I give you an all-expenses-paid opportunity to see something that you're going to see one day. I want to plant a seed in your life. And so I was able to stand on a stage and see a million people in one place, worshiping Jesus. It it looked like heaven. It was a foretaste of heaven. And when they said hallelujah, the ground shook.
2: (laughs) Hallelujah!
0: (laughs) But He started in the midst of disaster. You know, disaster builds your faith. For Him, He didn't know it was an upgrade. (laughs) Amen? Amen? I'm thinking about Sean Foyt right now, a friend. We've hosted him a couple of times in Greensboro. And in California in 2020, they shut the church, they shut everything down and said, you can't even worship. And he said, wait a minute, I can't worship? So he sent out a little tweet and they met at the Golden Gate Bridge and they worshipped across um, the place that has the number one suicide rate in America, the Golden Gate Bridge. Worship is our warship. Come on, somebody. And out of that, you know, sparked a movement that is still going today. So if you're going through a trial today, I've got good news. It's time for an upgrade. <laughs> if you respond the right way, you gotta respond the right way in the midst of tragedy. So the prophetic download precedes the spiritual upgrades. And there's so many examples in church history. Oh, I could just talk for two hours. <laughs> so tempted. And when you look <laughs> in the scripture, there's so many examples every time revival broke out. There's something in this room, I'm telling you. Um, Individually and corporately, there was a download. Every time revival broke out, personally, collectively, there was a download. God just like opened the heavens and spoke the Word of the Lord came unto me. And it made a difference. Amen. It gave me the faith. Faith comes from hearing And hearing the Word of God is the only way to get faith. I'm telling you, it's within the binding of that book, wherever my Bible is. It'll grow legs and walk off. That thing is alive. Here it is. (laughs) This thing is so alive. It's so alive. I'm telling you, this is breakfast right here, baby. This thing right here, the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, once it goes in, you can't get it out. It'll grow roots in you. You'll get faith, I'm telling you, that'll move mountains. Can somebody say amen? amen. Okay. So I wanted to give you one word and uh, one example. I gave you a, an example from church history. I want to give you an example in Scripture. And then I want to pray. Um, I felt like the Lord wanted me to choose th- this example in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. The prophetic download precedes the spiritual upgrade. The Apostle Paul, the spiritual father, was speaking to his spiritual son, and he said, Son, I'm giving you this command. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight of faith. Verse 19, Holding on to faith and a good conscience. For some have rejected these and have shipwrecked their faith. Stay with me. I want you to notice that the Apostle Paul connects prophecy with spiritual warfare. I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight of faith. And I want to say that I am a a huge advocate of the prophetic gift. It's literally changed my life. And I may share a couple of stories with you this morning. But I want to say that the greatest prophecy are these words right here. Amen. This is a prophetic book. This is a bloody book. <laughs> this book is, is, um, is alive. And it's sharp. And, and it'll pierce you. It'll correct you. It'll rebuke you. It, it'll encourage you, right? It's, it's, this is everything that you need. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Somebody say amen. And this is the greatest prophetic word you were ever hear. But I also say that there are other words, like this little whisper that came from the Lord back at the beginning of the year for me. Maybe there are times when I preach that I'll shift into into the prophetic gift, right? And so, so I want you to see that there have been words spoken over you in your life, maybe from your parents, your pastors, your spiritual authority, a friend, Okay, there are seven covenantal names of God. You've heard Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. Jehovah Rapha, he is the God who heals me. Jehovah Shema, the God that is always there. These are not things that that God does, you know, He, he doesn't do these things. It's who he is, he is the healer. Amen. But one of the names is Jehovah Nisi, and it's the Lord is my banner of victory. (laughs) And banners, they get your attention. They they give you information. Do they not? Big banner. And they declare victory. They give you divine information. And it, it's your victory. We just had a big event down in my old high school last Sunday night. We had banners up all over the county. Amen. They get your attention, do they not? They, they give you information. Then they give you divine direction. And that's what the prophetic gift does for you. When God speaks, He's calling you, right? Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got got something better for you and your family. See, whether you know it or not, but God has spoken a word. He is speaking a word over you since the beginning of time, since your your first breath. You are the workmanship of God. He He created you. He prepared you for what is to come. He's He's getting you ready. Amen? And so somebody said it, we, we get out of the boat and we don't walk on the water. Who needs water when you've got the word? You walk on the word. Come this way. Amen. And when you begin to walk, you will begin to build your faith. And so I want you to see Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Everybody say he's getting ready to close. The Son of God, I I love the scripture. The Son of God is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. Think about this. You wanna know who God is? Look at Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the books, uh, the book of Acts. Read the life of Jesus. And it'll tell you who God is. Because He's the exact representation of your heavenly Father. And here's the key. Sustaining the world by the Word of His power. He holds the whole world up with the Word. But the prophetic Word will hold you up. Come on. The Word of God will hold you up in times of crisis. It'll give you hope. It'll be the Word to get you to the other side in the midst of the storm. And I say all this to say, when you are going through a war, you need to recall the prophecies spoken over your life. The Word is your greatest weapon of warfare. It's the sword. And you've got to take that Word, come on, and you've got to speak it Meditate on it, write it, pray it, sing it. You got to do whatever you do, right? When you're in the midst of a battle to make it through. Stephanie opened the service with, with, um, with this thought, and it affirmed that I was right on this morning. Don't forget what God has said. God's not a liar. He's not like a man that he could lie. He's holy. And when he speaks, he doesn't speak just to be heard. He speaks to be obeyed. My crusade director in India, he died in 2020 of COVID. Both he and his wife. And he got a word when he was in college that he would be a crusade director. He worked for the government. And because he worked for the government, he could get the right documents to hold open air gospel crusades in a Hindu nation. And he got one word and he walked on that word to the day he died. He held a crusade for Reinhardt Bunke, Joyce Meyer. God said, You won't have to go looking for them, they'll come looking for you. And, and for years, for 40 years, you know, 40, 50 years, he hosted gospel. He got one word. Some of us are looking for the next word and we hadn't obeyed the last word. Right? Don't look for something new. God's doing something now. Just get a word. I'm telling you, man, go with it. It'll make a way for you. Isaiah 30, verse 21. For you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk it out. Hallelujah. So we need a word. Everybody say, I need a word. And I believe the word for the day is upgrade God's calling you to a higher place amen God's been good he's been good I mean but God wants to do so much more I want to say this we can do better than we're doing you can do you can do more if you don't have enough time to do the things that you need to get done in in the day you're probably doing something that you shouldn't be doing Amen. Do what God's asking you to do. Clean your plate. This is the time of the year where we slow down and we put things back in their proper place because God's calling us higher. I just hear in my heart right now, it's time to fly. Amen. It's time to spread your wings and fly. There's a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit coming your way. Spiritual warfare is required if you're going to walk in the prophetic Word spoken over your life. Some things are free. Your salvation is free. You didn't have to do anything. All you had to do is believe. Everybody say free. Free. Some things are free. But most of the things, you have to fight for. This is what I've learned in life that there are some things it's not going to come easy. I'm going to have to fight to see my destiny come to pass. The, the kingdom of God suffers violence, the Scripture says. But the violent, they take it by force. Amen? Your salvation, your, your healing. You know, Jesus paid the price on the cross, right? He, he fought. Now we're fighting for the faith. To, 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 believe, to finish the race. And so, so, if you're going through a battle today, don't give up. Amen. God said it, that settles it. I believe it. Amen. And, and I, I'm not, I'm going to keep walking till I see the prophecies coming to pass. There's so many more examples this morning, but I feel like I'm supposed to land the plane, okay? And um, we got time. And I'm thinking about uh, th- this morning I got up early and slipped out to my office and, and uh, grabbed my revival juice and I drank about a gallon and, and uh, the dew of heaven. I was just drinking and uh, reading Hebrews. And it was so good. I was thinking about you know the prophecies. You've got to connect the dots. You've got a history with God. You've been born again. And you've seen God do, do some things. And you got to remember your history. There's roots in you, right? And God's Jehovah Nisi, He's been speaking this, this Word over you. And you can't forget, He told young Timothy, don't forget! I'm get-. He was writing these words from a print, a dark, damp, depressing prison cell in Rome, it was his last epistle. The Apostle Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament. I mean, the great orator, one of the wisest men, and he, he's on. He, he's like, "What do I say? What can I say? I have a spiritual son. I'm passing this baton. I'm getting ready to 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 to, to breathe my last breath. What can I say to him that will matter?" Don't forget, recall the prophecies. For I have not given you a spirit of fear, he goes on to say, but I've given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Don't forget the prophecies. I fed the flame, Romans 11 I imparted a spiritual gift into you. I remember the day, the Apostle Paul said, I laid my hands on you and prophesied. Your grandmother was a Holy Ghost believer. Your mother, Eunice, was too. Now I'm passing the baton to you. Don't forget, you are my successor. You've got the fire of the Holy Spirit. I'm depending upon my father, but I've invested in you, young man. Don't forget the Word you're going to have to wage war with it. I'm getting ready to die for preaching the gospel. And you might too as a martyr. Amen? The Word. What do you say when you preach to yourself? Is this a Bible study? Am I supposed to be quiet? No. What do you say when you preach to yourself? Chance, you're I'm gonna do this. I, quitting is a habit. I don't quit. I don't quit. You ask my wife. <laughs> Chance Walters, I am not a quitter. I never have been. I want the ball. If there's a minute left in the game, give me the rock. Give it to me. I want it. I, I, I work well under pressure. You know, when I feel the pressure, I know that the level of the attack is directly proportional to the level of the blessing. That's what the attack is for. When hell comes down, I know heaven's about to come through. I'm telling you, I've learned when there's an onslaught against me, I know that there's a big blessing on the other side. That's what the attack is for. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard up against thee. But we got the comma in the wrong place. When the enemy comes, comma... The Lord will raise a standard. Amen. Amen. Like a flood. Every time. But you can't give up. You can't give up. What, what good is faith if you don't have a fight? You don't even need faith if there's not a fight. It's free. Oh, this is easy. Get pompous, fat, and sassy. You know? I don't need anything. I don't need anything. Yes, you do. You need Him. And he's got it all in his hand. Amen. Amen. If you get any, if you get all, if, what shall a prophet of man gain? The whole world loses on, on soul. You're fighting. For, we're fighting for the soul of America, the soul of your family. Don't you give up. Amen? Amen. You've got to take a word. I've got some words in my heart right now that God has spoken to me that I have not seen come to pass. And I love this subject. It's what Daniel did. Daniel was reading the Scripture, the Old Testament scrolls. And he says, after 70 years, my people will be set free from Babylon. He broke out his his Palm Pilot and said, Lord, it's been 70 years. It's been 70 years. This is my moment and I own it. He got a spiritual download, right? a prophetic download, And the nation was getting ready to receive an upgrade. And the greatest prayer that you can pray is what God has said. He took God's word and he gave it back to him. God, this is what you said. I hope you're not in spitting distance. This is what you said. I'm excited. This is what you said. You said this, God. You said this. Mama didn't say it. Daddy didn't have anything to do with it. This is not coming from me. This came from You. This is what You said. This is what You said, God. You would save my whole family. This is what You said. You came to set the captive free. Taking your pain and turning it into promise. Amen? Through prayer. I'm telling you, that act that moves God's hand. This is faith. It's the substance of things not yet seen. God didn't say that you wouldn't see it. You just hadn't seen it yet. It's right there. Everybody say, take it. Take, it. take it. Daniel 17 received a dream exiled to ancient Babylon. And somewhere along the way, he refused to bow down to eat the food that was sacrificed to idols at the king's table. And he said, no, I'm different. I don't need what the world has to offer. And he secluded himself in prayer and fasting. Everybody say he's getting ready to close. And... And he, he set himself to prayer and fasting. And I've never heard anybody say this, but you know, I, I participated in the Daniel's fast, a 21-day fast, right? But the first day Daniel began to pray, the Bible says that his prayer was answered on the first day, but there was a war in the heavens. Daniel, Daniel chapter ten is one of the greatest examples of spiritual warfare that we have in the scriptures. Michael, the the head um, archangel, you know, the warring angel, was in a battle with the prince of Persia, and they were just going head to head. And it took twenty one days for the word to manifest. Okay, so a Daniel's fast is not praying twenty one days. A Daniel's fast is praying until you see. Okay. What God said manifests in you and your family. Praying until you see the possession of the promise. Doing whatever it takes, amen, to break completely through. This is what Daniel did. and This is what God is calling us to do in this hour. Because there's a war right now in the heavens over what is happening in your life. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Lord, I just thank You um, for the Word, the prophetic Word (sighs) that we've heard. It's time to take it up a notch. (laughs) It's time to shift gears. (laughs) It's time to go higher. It's time to receive the new variant, a great outbreak of faith. Crazy faith. (laughs) Radical New Testament. Taking it back to the beginning. The first century church returning to the radical faith of the apostles, Luke 17, 5. Lord, increase Increase our faith. <sighs> Give us more. We've seen so much, but we want more. <sighs> we, 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 we've seen you move, but we want more. It's true. We're not settled. We're not, we're not <sighs> settling in the valley of the common and the complacent. No. We're passing through. We're going to come out to the other Side. because you said to go. We're not going to be like Lot. He sat down in the city of Zoar, which means little. He just laid down in a little place. And Abraham, the father of our faith, he gave us an upgrade. He went to the place, the land that was flowing milk and honey, pa- green pastures. It was, it, 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 was, it was so so big. It was the promised land, Lord. And you've made promises to every person in this place this morning. And I just came to encourage them just like the Apostle Paul as he spoke to young Timothy. He said, son, don't give up. Don't back down. Don't turn around. What you received was real. It was real. I gave it to you. It's yours. But you're gonna to have to fight for it. What I gave you was free. Now it's time to fight, moving forward for your destiny. So Lord, I, 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 I pray that you would seal this seed. <laughs> Put some mustard seeds in my pocket this morning. My kids recently plant, planted some, and as I was leaving, um. The Lord said, grab the jar of mustard seeds. and, and it, The seeds, it's the smallest of seeds, but it will grow to the largest of trees. And So there's been a little seed of faith in, in your heart um, that came from the first day that you called on my name, says the Lord. You were not looking for me, but I was looking for you. There's a seed inside of you. Today, it's been watered by the Word. And I just pray that the roots would grow deep. Some of you are in a dark season. And uh, it's always dark underneath. The world cannot see the roots of the tree. But I'm telling you, they will see. You're going to come out in the name of Jesus. You're going to come forth with might and power. Ah, the battles that you faced up until this point in your life, you will face no longer. We're going to cut the head of Goliath off today in Jesus' name. With the Word. With the Word of God. And so Father, we thank You um, that 2022 is the year of the upgrade. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. "Amen." You put your hands together for the Lord. Um, I got, um, I got some mustard seeds. I'll put them in the back if anybody wants one. I don't know if we're if if everybody knows one another. I really feel like we're supposed to erupt in prayer, and we're supposed to pray for one another. Okay, and uh, just take a hand and and just and just pray. Um, Y'all have real jobs. I don't. Okay, and so um, it's 10:40. I'm just joking, and uh, but but there's faith in this room. I'm a person of faith. I know that's one of the gifts that I have, and the reason why is because where I came from. I I came out of darkness, deep drug addiction, and sin. And God set me free. And whenever God sets you free from something, He gives you a great authority over the enemy in that area. And the first creative miracle that I ever saw was a deaf man. He was opened. I'm sorry, a deaf woman in her left ear. And ever since, we see deaf ears opened all the time. Why? Because I saw it happen one time. And now I have faith to see it happen again and again and again. And so, if you're facing addiction, you know, that's easy. Amen. <laughs> and uh, you will be free from that thing in Jesus' name. And so, there's faith in the room. There's faith. I almost see the Heavenly Father standing over the grandstands of heaven right now, and He's just, He wants to dispense this gift of faith into your family. Amen because the Apostle Paul said, hold on to faith and a good conscience. And this is the reason why when the banner flies by, a lot of people hear a good word, and it cranks their tractor, and it gets them going, and they go to grab a hold of it, but they can't hold on because they don't have enough faith. They slip off, and they go back to what they were doing yesterday. And here comes another word. They may go to church again on Sunday, and and it's like God's doing something, but they don't have enough faith to hold on to the Word. Does that make sense? Secondly, a good conscience. There are people that have faith, but they don't have a clean conscience. There's sin in their life. There's something that is holding them back. And it's like they'll get a moment of boldness and the enemy goes, yeah, but there's something There's something in you. You're not good enough. You don't have enough money. You're not pretty enough. You don't know enough people. There's, there, your conscience is seared. Therefore, you can't hang on to the Word. Amen? And so those two things. Can we do that? Can we pray that God would dispense a greater measure of faith into this room? Can we do that? Let's stand up. and, and um, I'm going to pass the, the baton. And, and so groups of like two or three. And um, just start praying. You know, one of the greatest questions I love to ask is, what does God need to do for you? J- Jesus used that phrase. And so, I like awkwardness. And so, if you're feeling awkward, that's good. I feel awkward too. And, and so, um, um, but just grab a hold of the hand and just pray faith and fire. Um, on your neighbor today. Lord, we just release faith in this room. Groups of two and three. Lord, uh, we bless um, this house. We bless Stephanie and Dave and their family. Mm-hmm. Just, I just pray that uh, Your Word would come forth. Lose faith. Yeah. Begin to pray. Scripture says, when you pray, say. Uh, open your mouth and begin to pray right now for your neighbor. Yeah. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Just release faith in this room to keep yeah. Fighting the good fight of faith
1: Guys, that need to be I just want to say uh, something right now, love
0: Jesus. Mm. Chance has
1: no
3: idea first of all Chance didn't know what was going on with us mm-hmm. but Chance has no idea that the thing that changed my life I was, in the, I was in this most simple darkest season of my life and there was a U-turn in a mm. moment over the scripture he preached on today Mm. For I did not give you the spirit of fear, mm. but of power, love, mm. and sound mind mm. Mm. Mm.
2: This is no so oh. accident that he mm. preached over this word. Mm. Yes.
3: And literally, I started doubting the prophecy. Because mm. the fight, we've been fighting and fighting and fighting with yeah. ten straight years, a decade, fighting.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: But let me tell you something, the thing that changed the Jesus. course of my life, was I realized I had to lay down fear because mm. I would never walk in faith. There'd never be power. Yeah. And I just feel like this moment, the fact that he yeah. preached on that scripture this morning, we need faith that moves the mountains. Yeah. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm. But I just want to say, like, the Spirit mm. is here. The power is here. Yes, but lay down, mm. yeah. mm. lay down your fear. Yeah. Lay down your fear. Because we got two Bible studies left unless God decides to do some miracle, but otherwise we have two Bible studies left. Listen, the power of God. It's, It's hard to find the power of God. You guys know that. A lot of churches you walk into, there's no power there. The power of God is here. What fear do you need to lay down? What fear do you need to lay down? I can tell you, if I, and maybe that's what I'm going to, I don't know what God's going to have me speak of, but maybe it'll be about my journey, because I've been at yeah. a crossroad of fear, a crossroad of fear, a crossroad of fear, over and over and over again, and it is laying down your fear, then you walk in faith, Amen. whatever the cost, whatever the price, I've been at the crossroad with my marriage, the crossroad with my daughter, the crossroad with my house, the crossroad with my life, the crossroad with my home, you name it. The ministry. And every single time I've had to make a decision, yeah. fear mm-hmm. is a liar. That's mm-hmm. right. yeah. Faith is the weapon. Thank it is the shield and the weapon. Mm. And so I just Jesus. feel like chance that, that yeah. word mm. that sermon was for us today. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And Kat yeah. said, I mm. just want you to go receive. She has she's home with COVID yeah. right now. But she's like, You're gonna receive today. Oh my goodness, thank
2: yeah. you. Mm-hmm. That was for us. Yeah. And I think it's that word that yes, mm. changed the course of my life. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to you
3: guys, because I love you guys. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. Yeah. We have walked journeys together. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end. Thank you, Lord. Now the Lord just changes chapters. There you go. We don't always understand all of that, but we mm-hmm. trust Him. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, listen, don't leave today. Leave your fears. Mm-hmm. Drop them. Yeah. Walk in faith. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The disappointment. Yeah. Let me tell you something. With God, you feel disappointed because you think He's going to do something some way and He doesn't. Yeah. And and it's easy to turn into fear. But what, but when you lay it down, He resurrects it with something so much more powerful, so much better, so much bigger. So mm-hmm. I just want to lead us in a prayer of dropping yes, our fears. Thank you, Lord. And resurrecting it with faith. Mm. So we just say, Lord Jesus, I don't know what Mm. fears. They are chains Mm. that bind. Fear is bondage. Fear is demonic. Fear never. The only thing we fear Mm. is not walking in God's ways. It's our only fear. Mm. The only fear we have is not walking with the Lord. There is no other fear. Whatever else you fear other than not walking with God, lay it down so faith can resurrect. Faith moves the mountain. Faith parts yes. the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Faith destroys the plans of the enemy for your family, your household, your future, your past. My greatest trophy is my greatest failure. Because I walked away from that and resurrected in faith. Father God, I pray for Jesus. Mm. I have contended for the souls Mm. in this room and the souls on the podcast, which they probably Mm -hmm. can't hear right now. I'm not mic'd up, but Father God, when they hear this podcast, God, let Mm. them drop the faith. That's all you need. He brought the mustard seeds today. You don't need great faith. You That's just right. have to walk away from yeah. fear. Mm. Come on. You don't have to have big faith. Jesus. You can have just a drop of faith if you would just let kill your fear. Yes. yes. Kill it. Yes. Let there be death to fear this day in okay. Jesus' mm. name. Mm. Resurrect in faith. Wow. Mm. Mm. Father, I don't know where I'm going. Father, mm. I don't know what the future holds. Father, I don't. Father, mm. you want me to confront Satan and, and cast out demons? Lord, mm. I'll do it. You want me to pray over the Jesus. sick, believing there'll be, Lord God, all we have to do mm. is crush the fear mm. in the name of Jesus oh, and raise Jesus. up, resurrect faith. Yes, Lord. That's right. You yes. a chance today Jesus. with that scripture, God. Yeah. That scripture. Yes, Lord. I
2: would Lord, be divorced. My family Jesus. would be destroyed. My life Jesus. would be destroyed. weren't oh, for that scripture. Wow, well, oh, yes. thank you, Lord. It was that you turned mm. my life Wow. Mm. Yes. And right
3: now we are at an extreme crossroads, Father mm. God. Thank you, But Lord. we walk in with you Jesus. because my husband came into the kingdom, my daughter came into the kingdom, because that verse spoke to me, Father God, all those years ago in 2008. Jesus, yeah. And yes, Father God, now when we hit the crossroads oh, together
2: at the battle
3: together, we, we, oh, we put
2: me. our trust in you, child. Because, Father God, you mm. helped
3: me lay down my mm. fear that day. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord.
2: Hallelujah.
3: Now, Father God, help mm. every soul that hears this mm. sermon yes. Yes, and is in this room. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. Glory, glory. Drop
3: glory. the fear. Mm. Mm. It's a liar. Yeah. It's, it's Satan's path for your life. Yeah. It's not God's path. Yeah. And whatever the enemy tells you, the opposite is true. Yes, Father. And then just hang on to a little mustard seed. Just eat well, a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. He brought the mustard seed. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, I don't have faith of so and so. Or chances seeing miracles. Or, you know how it started? He just took a little tiny step of faith and God honored it. But he, he put the fear behind. Yes. So, Lord Jesus, we know you're present today.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: and these souls through the years that I have fasted and prayed for and lifted up their Jesus. names before you God mm-hmm. they stand here today Father God mm-hmm. and don't let this mm-hmm. season of Bible study end God Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. and Father God don't let me move into fear in my season God. Amen. Yes, Lord.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. Lord God
3: mm-hmm. Lord God mm-hmm. we lay down our fears God mm-hmm. it is a mm-hmm. powerful force Fear is a powerful force for the kingdom of darkness. And faith is a powerful force for resurrection life. So whatever they fear, Father God, let them lay that at your feet. your cares on him. He cares for you. Let them lay it at his feet, Father God, and let them be resurrected in faith, even if it's a mustard seed. And let me tell you, you don't always see it right away. I had a mustard seed of faith for my husband for years. He got worse before he got better. I just didn't drop the faith. I just refused to move back into fear. So Lord God, whatever it Mm. is, Father, they might not see it right away, but they know, Father God, that you are faithful. Our faith is in your faithfulness.